welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. I'm your host, Kara Sai, and this month I'm joined by special guest Joe Brito, an expert in the field of leadership and Outback's lead team coach and management consultant. Thanks for joining me today, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, our topic this month is leadership in the workplace, and Joe will be sharing a few shockingly simple perspectives that he's discovered while working with corporate groups. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. month we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Joe, do you have a tip for us? Tips on leadership, huh? Because I, I think, uh, like you just said, a shockingly simple perspective, and I think that that's true, and I think the shockingly simple perspective, maybe that is our tip, which is that there's something about leadership from my perspective that has got nothing to do with learning a skill, nothing to do with learning a uh, a, a way to be at work or anything like that, but a way of looking at the world. And I think that perhaps our shockingly simple tip is if you are striving and working really, really hard to be a leader and be the best leader you can be, mm-hmm. there's something really great about that. If you feel like it's a burden, burdensome challenge and it's really hard for you and you're, you know, like you're beating yourself up when you fail as a leader in your perspective, then I think we've gone too far. So my shockingly simple tip for you would be be gentle with yourself as you go through the process of growing yourself as a leader. Right. Well, great. Okay. So with that, let's get to our main interview. Sure. So first up, in your experience, Joe, can leadership be taught? Yeah. And I would say, uh, you know, there's like really interesting debate that's been going on for years and years and years. So are leaders made or are leaders born. Mm -hmm. And I think by virtue of the fact that it's been going on for years and years and probably hundreds of years and probably for as long as there's (laughs) there's been people, suggest it's probably not a debate worth kind of wading into. So I'd like to give us a different perspective on that. Okay. So there is like, do you know like those people who go and take a leadership course? So, you know, let's say there's a thousand people who go take a leadership course. Right. And out of that thousand people, let's say there's, you know, half of them who get something meaningful from it. Okay. And out of that half, then there's probably like another half of that half. So actually, my maths is really bad, so I shouldn't, have, <laughs> I shouldn't have started doing this with numbers. But anyway, so then there's some of them who will then go away and have this meaningful thing, and that will last for several days for them, or right. weeks, or maybe even months. And then there'll be a very small percentage of those people who get something meaningful, do something with it, mm-hmm. make it last for more than a month, and actually do more than that. They actually change the way that they think about leadership and change the way that they lead right. as people. They're the people who, you know, you can say leaders are made. Well, they're the ones who were made as leaders because, perhaps, of this course that they went through. Right. Then, then, then there's the other people who have this kind of slightly magical quality to them that nobody really knows what is going on, but they seem to lead. Right. They seem to be in any environment that they're in. They seem to rise to the you know to you know to the top and be kind of leaders in that mm-hmm. and everybody just kind of looks back at them and goes wow these people are just born leaders right what i'd suggest is that there is something that is happening slightly behind the scenes for both of those kind of people okay so for the people who are now meaningfully doing something with what they've learned in a course there's something different about them than all the other people who went to the same course and really didn't do anything with it mm-hmm. and what i would suggest is the thing that is different about them is they have a different way of looking at the materials that they've learned. And that right. way of saying that is they have a slightly different mindset. Just like the people who have uh, magically appeared and seem like they've just been leaders their 
pro-life. I think the thing that we're not seeing about them is the experiences that led up to them being able to do that thing. Right, and they would have had that mindset from the beginning? <clears throat> Absolutely. So what I'm saying is that there is something about the experiences that we have gone through in life mm -hmm. that eventually create what I call a leadership mindset. And so arguably, the people that come away from that course that didn't go ahead and become great leaders like the small percentage did, could they, if given the right mindset and experience, become leaders as well? Definitely. And I think yeah, that's a really, really good point because I think that's kind of the limitation sometimes of leadership courses is yeah. they, they don't provide the experiences. Right. So that person who went to the course and was like, oh, I've got something from this and I can do it, my kind of argument would be they've led a certain life that has led to a certain number of experiences that that course kind of, for example. And then the other people who just seem to magically have it, that's because the life experiences up to that point and up to the point that they're kind of living their lives are creating these experiences. Mm -hmm. So they develop by themselves and then the other people with their courses, they develop a leadership mindset. And to me, that's kind of the nub of it all. So you know, to answer your question mm -hmm. briefly, if that's possible for me, is, <laughs> is that uh, leadership is an innate quality that we have. And the argument about are they born or are they made misses the mm -hmm. point that the thing that sits underneath all of that is the mindset. And if I have a mindset and I learn some in information, then I become a really good leader. If I have a mindset and I don't learn anything and I'm just kind of living this mindset, I still become a great leader. Right. So are there tactics that people can use in order to become these great leaders other than the mindset? Well, I think that once you have, you know, like once you're aware of the attributes of of a leadership mindset, then we can start to consciously employ them. Mm -hmm. So mindset in and of itself doesn't create great leaders. Right. So it's, it's kind of a coupling of a mindset and a behavior. Yeah. So each aspect of a leadership mindset, and I've identified seven so far, but there may be more, uh, has a corresponding behavior that goes along with it. Right. So for example, right, so um, one aspect of a leadership mindset that I think about is genuine curiosity. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about genuine curiosity is that as a leadership quality, as a leadership mindset, it's the kind of part of us that really wants to understand what is going on. So as a behavior then, as it translates to a behavior, it's about not so much winning people over or arguing your point of view with people, but more about how can I really understand what is happening for somebody else. So it's kind of like understanding the reasoning behind why somebody feels the way that they feel. Right. And that's the important thing about genuine curiosity. You're genuinely curious about why somebody feels the way they do or thinks the way they do. In some ways that, you know, like in business and in the world and in leadership, that kind of arms us with an understanding of where other people are coming from, which means that now we have an understanding of how to build a bridge to them. Right. As opposed to trying to convince them that we're right and they're wrong in your experience, that people respond well to that type of leadership when people express genuine curiosity? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that leadership isn't about getting people to do what you want yeah. and getting your way. Leadership is about leading people right. in a direction. And in order to lead people in a direction, well, you know, they have to be willing to come with you. Mm -hmm. And so are there any mistakes you would say, like any huge mistakes that leaders do make that they could avoid? Well, you know, like I, I was, 
company that shall remain nameless uh -huh. that we that, that we uh, that I actually didn't get to work with, so I guess it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> but but we were speaking to them about kind of helping grow the mindset and the behaviors of leadership within their team. So this was the senior team that we were talking about and growing the mindset and behaviors of leadership within mm -hmm. that team, and then talking also about how would we cascade that throughout the business. And I was speaking to all sorts of different people up until this this point and everybody seemed to be on side and on track and yeah like this is a useful thing that we could use right. and then I spoke to the CEO it was kind of like the last I guess hurdle to jump before mm -hmm. we started to work and I started to talk to him about leadership mindsets and behaviors and you know and how that grows leadership in individuals and kind of leadership throughout all levels of a business mm -hmm. and the thing that he said was why would I want to do that interesting I know so I was like I was actually kind of slightly dumbfounded because obviously to me I live in this world and this is kind of, to me, fairly obvious. Right. Um, but he said, why would I want to do that? You know, so back to this idea of a genuine curiosity, I said to him, so why would you not want to do that? Right. And he said, so the thing is, is that I pay people a wage, I set the direction for the business, and I don't want people disrupting that because I have a plan and I want to do what I want to do and I just want them to do what I tell them to do. Interesting. Interesting indeed. And it, it, it's, I think, you know, the mistake, mm -hmm. I think, that some people make as leaders is that it's your role to come up with all of the ideas, all of the solutions, and just get people to... Tell the line. Yeah, to implement it. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that sometimes leaders miss, which would, I think would be their mistake, is that when you hire a pair of hands, you get a free brain. And it's kind of worthwhile listening to what people have to say who are directly impacted by the things that you probably want to affect and you want to change. Right. Um, so then from the other perspective, what's the best way for a company to help their leadership team improve? Yeah, well I think for uh, to help leadership teams grow mm -hmm. and, and develop, obviously I would say it's like it's useful and helpful to grow the mindset and behaviors of Leadership, but also I think that what is helpful is if you give people a playground to work within. So I think one of the challenges, and perhaps that guy, that CEO, I mean, I don't know because we didn't get to have much of a conversation after that. Right. But I think one of the challenges perhaps for him and for other people is if I allow people to lead throughout the business, what if they lead in some crazy direction? You know, like, what if they're all like, we want to work from home and we want pay rises and we want this and we mm -hmm. want that? And I think like this, the fear for people sometimes, the fear for leadership sometimes, is I don't want to do that because I want to contain people and I want to make sure that they're doing what's in the, the best interest of the business. The thing that I think, though, is that if you create boundaries for people, if you create guidelines for mm -hmm. people to work within and give them the opportunity to work within those guidelines to come up with solutions that serve them, but also serve the objectives of the business, mm -hmm. we're now in a strong place. Right. So I think growing leadership teams is about equipping people with the ability and the mindset um, to be able to see how that's possible, to see um, the advantages of doing that, and then to develop the behaviors of how can I facilitate and grow leaders within the rest of the business. Right. So, um, specifically for, say, a mid-level manager that would like to improve and better their leadership skills, how would you recommend doing that? Yeah, I think, I think that the measure of our successes as a leader is less about how 
many people I get to follow me or how many people I get to do the things that I want them to do mm -hmm. and more about how many leaders am I creating. Right. So I think for a manager who wants to aspire to be a leader one day, one of the things to start to think about is if I achieve any success in my role as a manager, it's because of the team that I'm working with. Right. So how can I invest time and energy in the team that I'm working with to create an environment where people feel that they can come up with ideas, that people feel that their ideas will be listened to, uh, for people to feel that if they come up with a good idea, that they will be able to run with that idea. So becoming an effective leader almost has you looking outside of yourself. It's not so much as improving your own leadership skills as looking to improve the team that you're working with. It's a really, it's a really nice point, you know, that you're making because I think that sometimes leadership is too much about this is me right. and this is what I need to do and this is how I need to do it. But I think that there's something really powerful about leading is about leading people, mm -hmm. and it's not just about where you lead people to. It's also about how you lead those people and what experience of leading you're giving people. Yeah. So I really love, I love your point that, yeah, that it's about looking outside of yourself and going, so actually, if it, you know, if my attention was on other people, what can I do for them to create leaders of them? And in the doing of that, I'm creating a leader of myself. Right. It's interesting how that happens. I know, it is really interesting. And I think, like, you know, like, obviously, I have, uh, you know, a view and I have a bias. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's something about kind of leadership training or leadership courses or leadership things like this, which are all kind of focused on this is you and this is mm -hmm. what you need to do and this is da 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 da, da And less about, um, actually, you can't lead if you don't have other people. Mm -hmm. So why not start there? Of course. Yeah, and shifting your perspective. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Well, I would think so. <laughs> um, okay, so last question of the day for you. Sure. Having worked with so many corporate groups, what do you believe sets a good leader apart from a bad one? Yeah, I think that there's, you know, there's like a whole bunch of things that uh, work for leaders. I think one of them is that, um, a, a flexibility of mind. So an ability to change and switch what, what uh, direction they may be going in or the idea that they may be attached to. Flexibility of, of, of mind is all about being aware of the cherished ideas that you may have that you want to do because, you know, you really like it, as opposed to being able to receive input from, from other people, different points of view, and adjust what you think in order to accommodate a bigger, better idea. Right. Right. So that's a mindset in itself. It is, kind of. Like... It, it, like the whole thing about a flexibility of mind is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know this is an idea that I'm trying to push through. There's this, you know, this isn't true because there's, there's like this is this line is always attributed to uh, William Faulkner, but he totally didn't say it. Anyway, <laughs> he still, you know, he still gets credit for it, right. which is um, murder your dar darlings. And what he meant is when you're writing a book mm -hmm. or when you're writing something, if you find that you're kind of rearranging the paragraph or something to keep this one line in, right. that is a darling that needs to be murdered. Yes. And I think that there's a, that's the same thing in kind of leadership, right? That if in the way that you're running your business is you're trying to arrange everything around this one little idea that you've got, that idea is a darling and it needs to be murdered. <laughs> and I think that the way that we become aware of these darlings as leaders is people around us tell us. 
So our frontline teams, for example, could be saying, I know that you're saying that we should be doing this, but actually it's causing problems for us here. Our middle managers could be saying, this idea that, you know, that you've got as a leader is, you know, is, is, is great, and we try to want to accommodate it, and they're bending over backwards, perhaps making even more complicated systems and processes to make this idea work. Right. So, so part of flexibility of mind is having the awareness to know, oh, look, these other people are contortioning themselves mm-hmm. or my business in order to put this, this idea forward, but then also having the ability to let go of cherished ideas. Right, and it kind of relates back to your previous point about looking outside to your team and, and seeing how you can better them. And if they're hitting a continuous roadblock based on this one thing that you're trying to push through, yeah, I mean, it's good to be able to recognize that. Yeah, you know, and I like it when you say that about looking out to your team because I think your team is a mirror of you as a leader. Right. So if your team is stressed, if your team is difficult, if you know, like if your team is having a really hard time, there's something about that that I think as leaders we're responsible for and we need to take kind of ownership for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, great. So thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. No problems. Thanks for the chat. Uh, That's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. You can learn more about Joe Brito and his coaching and consulting programs on our website at outbackteambuilding.com under the coaching and consulting section. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.